Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Way That I See It. My name is Lucy Superfox and this is my podcast. So what we're talking about today, we, today we're talking about overcoming overwhelm. Now, people probably think that I have it all together all the time. And honestly, they couldn't be more wrong. I think most people who have built businesses who have, you know, great lives, who've built success in any industry or any area have faced overwhelm at some point. And I am definitely not excluded from that. I personally actually get overwhelmed quite a lot. Um, I think one of the biggest things I deal with is massive overthinking. So let's say I've got to make a decision. I'm not talking about the decision like, what am I going to wear today? Even though that can be a drama in itself, right? Is often what happens is, I'll make a decision about, I don't know, even an Instagram post or what I'm going to do a podcast on, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, but what about that? And what about that? And how are you going to clip that? And what about that? And where's that going to go? And who's going to say that? And are you going to put it on email? Are you going to make a course out of that? What's going to happen next? This is what happens to me all the fucking time. Here's what I have learned really, 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 really helps me. Number one, I heard Marie Forleo say this, the decision that she just doesn't do overwhelm. Now, I love the decision concept, but as somebody's recently found out I have ADHD, I understand that's not necessarily how my brain works. And that actually, sometimes being overwhelmed is actually a chemical call for my body to chill out, get some more sleep, eat better, hydrate. It's a call for me to do something, right? To respond to something. So number one, when it comes to overwhelm, is I recognize why am I overwhelmed? Am I overwhelmed because I'm tired? Am I overwhelmed because I'm exhausted or drained or hungry or hormonal? Or like, why am I actually overwhelmed in this moment? Like what chemically is happening? The second thing I then say to myself is, right, let's get this all out on paper. So something that's really helped me, and I know a lot of people use apps, but again, my version of ADHD has been very much that I could start an app, but I won't carry on with it. (laughs) So there's no point. But one thing I have found that really works for me is that I have, like a running list on my phone for each week. So I have a this week to-do list and then it's prioritized by admin, treading water, which basically means keeping my life the way it is right now. So treading water, maintenance, steady, and then a growth list. And each of this, and then I have my, underneath that, I have a list for my consultancy work. Cause again, that kind of is slightly separate. So I basically have a list for things that administrative, they still, everything on this list needs to get done. Like I'll make that clear. Everything on this list has to get done, but when it's kind of helps me determine based on what mood I'm in, what part I'm going to pick. That's first thing. And secondly, once I've then done those things, I can't then procrastinate doing more admin when I need to be doing growth work. So what this helps me do is number one, segment out what's really, really important. So if I have got a period of where I can go into deep work or I am feeling really focused and excited, I go do the things on the growth list. And when I've just got time, but I'm not necessarily feeling in a good place. And again, I have the flexibility of working for myself to choose my own hours and choose that flexibility. But it doesn't mean I'm always in a great energy. I can then intentionally go in and do that admin. So like, for example, after this podcast, like I knew what I wanted to say on this podcast. I was like, cool, let's get this done. I'm also now in the headspace to get a load of admin done. Like, I'm like, cool, I'm here. I've got a fizz in hand. I'm like, cool, let's bash out the admin for this week, the you know scheduling of the groups and things like that. So that's what I want to really share from that is that's something that's really helped me deal with overwhelm. So when I look at one of the reasons that I often become overwhelmed is normally because I've been procrastinating and I've been procrastinating probably because I either don't want to do the thing. I've been told I have to do the thing. I feel like I should do the thing or I'm fucking tired. (laughs) So working out if I'm tired, that actually then makes sense for me to procrastinate because actually it's like, you're going to do a crap job if you do it tired, just make sure it's the first thing you do tomorrow. Cool. I can do that. If it's not because I'm tired and it's because I don't want to do it, I don't enjoy it or it's because someone said I have to or I should, 
then one of the things that's really helped me is taking it from a should to a could to a want to. So if I feel like I should do something often, and again, maybe this is also an ADHD thing, but also just a personality thing. I feel like I don't want to do it just because I feel like I should, like it's an inner rebel. So it's like a tantrum. Just imagine a two-year-old going, no, I'm not doing that, right? That's what happens when you have an inner ADHD child, right? And so I then say to myself, I'm like, okay, cool. If I didn't have to, if I didn't, if it wasn't a should and it was a could. So let's say I say I should do the housework and then I change it to I could do the housework and then I put, actually, I want a clean house and then I do the housework, right? So one of the things that's really helped me is going from a should to a could to a want to. So that's a really great way if you're shooting yourself with anything. And just as I've said this a million times before, if you're shooting yourself into anything in life, you're actually shaming yourself. You're trying to shame yourself into doing something. And this often comes from parenting where parents have tried to incentivize the life out of us to do something. And when we don't do it, instead, they hold us accountable to something negative, like a negative consequence. And that's where shame comes from. So often when we shame ourselves into doing something, that's just because what we're used to from childhood or what feels normal. So for me, going should, could, want to has really helped me get over things. And sometimes the want to isn't like a deep down desire want to. It's like, let's use the housework. Like I don't want to clean the house, but I do want a clean house. And I had a cleaner. I've had many cleaners in my time. There's this one amazing cleaner I had when I lived in Maidenhead called Louise. She was absolutely incredible. But honestly, I have, and again, probably mild OCD, that like I like things cleaned how I like things cleaned and I don't like somebody else being in my house. And then it's like a stress with the dogs. Anyway, I actually have got down to the point that I actually, until I've got a full live-in housekeeper who basically does all the washing, all the cleaning, manages my house for me, I'm good with not having a cleaner. So anyway, the point is should, could, want to. I don't want to do the thing, but I want the end result and that's enough to get me to do the thing. Hopefully that makes sense. So that's the two things. So number one is getting a list based on kind of how it's moved my life forward or not. Number two is should, could, want to. One of the third reasons that I think I get overwhelmed is often because there's something that we do want in life, but we want an end result, we want a goal, we want a, and actually there's a lot of negative belief and fear that's causing us to procrastinate. And one of the great questions I ask myself is, what are all the reasons I can't achieve this goal? Now, most personal development coaches will tell you, what, you ask negative questions, the quality of the questions determines the quality of your life, blah, 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 totally. But here's the thing, I, you don't often know the limiting beliefs or the negative beliefs that are holding you back until you actually look at them square in the fucking face because they don't just sit on the surface of your mind and go, oh yes, I'm a limiting belief, hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well, right? They hide, they're sneaky because they are designed to keep you safe. So they're not designed to be the first line of defense that you know everyone can see and shoot down. They're designed to be that kind of like hidden in the rafters, shoot the arrows kind of defense to protect you, to keep you safe. So asking this question is a really powerful way to see what you actually believe. And as we know, I am super passionate about the fact we always get what we're available for. So if deep down you have all these beliefs about what's really possible for you, that's what you're available for, not what you say you're available for. And so if you have got these lines of defense, these limiting beliefs that are holding you back, asking that question, what are all the reasons I can't achieve my goals, will sometimes give you the insight you need to recognize you aren't where you need to be when it comes towards your goals from a mindset perspective. And that then helps eliminate the overwhelm because often the overwhelm comes because we let ourselves build up something. So we either let, you know, tasks and things we need to do build up we let emotions and energy build up and then we let these things build up we then burst and this is what I have been really I hate to say the phrase good at because it's not necessarily something to celebrate 
But I've been really, this has been habitual for me is I let things build up and then I bash them out in one go. And that works for you if you're self-employed, right? Like for me, it works for me to have three days a week where I work with massive productivity and four days a week where I basically do fuck all because that works for me because I work my own hours. I decide my own time. I can work 18 hours a day, three days a week if I like, if that's what it takes, right? And then I can not work the other four days and just go on Instagram. So I have that flexibility. If you don't have that flexibility or you have structure in your life, like you have children or you have routines or you have a job or you have clients at set times, et cetera, then that isn't really an option. So what you've got to do instead is you've got to find a way to move yourself into the energy of the things that you want. So we've got to clear all the reasons why we can't have it so that we can get really clear on all the reasons why we can have it so that we can take action in those moments. Hopefully that makes sense. So I'm coming over well. Yeah, so procrastination things build up. And so one of the things that I've always done when things build up is I let things burst and explode. And I often basically call blow up my life. Now, I don't mean blow it up in a good way. I don't mean like, whoa, boom, let's freaking go. I often mean that what I normally do is make some, let things build up over time. Don't deal with things as they come in and then make a colossal fucking drama or make a big mistake. And that happens because what I'm not prepared to do is look at how I'm feeling in the moment. And one of the ways to really learning to trust yourself again, and that's ultimately what, you know, overwhelm is, is not trusting yourself to make good decisions in the moment is overthinking, right? And one of the ways to coming back to trusting yourself, and I'm still on this journey, right, is in the moment I feel something is to deal with it there and then and not push it down. And especially if you've had ADHD as a child, like what I now understand is that ADHD children were probably too much, too loud, maybe too upset, too sensitive, too something. We've been too something our whole lives. And what a lot of people did was tell us that it's not okay to feel that way. And so we push those feelings down. And what happens is then we suppress who we actually are because we've pushed those feelings down. And so those feelings then boom, 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 explode, right? And this is where in a child you might see a tantrum or you might see an outburst or you might see some crazy behavior in a young adult. And actually in an adult, you might see destructive life habits and patterns. And this is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I had a nervous breakdown. And like, I've had a few breakdowns in my life, actually, at 35. And, you know, I'm always honest about that. And actually, now I understand what they were. They were me suppressing things for such a fucking long time that they had to rise to the surface and explode. And so one of the things that I really had to learn to do is to look at feelings as they come up. So as I feel like, oh, that fucked me off, is not go, oh, well, it shouldn't have fucked you off, push it down. It's go, why did that fuck me off? Okay, that fucked me off because this person said this and this, and that made me feel like this. Why did that make you feel like this? Oh, it made me feel like that because it reminded me of this time that someone said this. And actually at the time, I believe that was true. Now I know that's not true about me. So you know what? This doesn't need to fuck me off. Okay. Now I know that seems long-winded. It happens much faster in your mind, right? But unless you are willing to face the emotions that you experience in the moment, what then happens is you push them down. And when we push things down over time, they have to rise to the surface. And this is where we get big outbursts, big destruction, big drama, big U-turns. And look, not always negative, right? I've made some amazing positive U-turns. But what I can tell you is coming back to trusting yourself is not about pushing things down. It's not about pushing things underneath the surface. It's about when they come up and you feel them, is looking at them, recognizing and saying, I see you, I hear you. Now let's deal with you so I can move on with my day. And that's a really great way to also overcoming overwhelm because we're not feeling feelings of the past in today's moment. We're feeling things as they come up and dealing with them as they come up, right? And then one of the other things is boundaries. So this has been a big lesson for me is, and it's a, it's a topic called identification in therapeutic terms, where basically 
you take on other people's energy, you take on other people's stories, you take on other people's experiences. And you often, and people kind of label this empathy, but it's not empathy. Empathy is in that moment, feeling how that person might be feeling and sending, you know, love and, you know, sending them positive vibes and whatever phrase you want to give it, right? But identification is almost taking on their pain and their experience as if it was your own. Now that's a powerful tool to take it on, think about what you would do. And if they've asked for your advice, give it back, right? But the problem is a lot of people, especially people with ADHD or sensitive nervous systems, we don't know how to give it back. And so what happens is we take it on all this fucking crap, right? Crap, 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 crap. Other people shit, other people shit, other people shit, other people shit. (gasps) Overwhelm, drowning, (sighs) explode, right? And so what we have to learn to be able to do is implement and create boundaries. So not just with, you know, our business and the logical things, but with our energy and how we take on other people's stuff, because that often leads to overwhelm. So for me personally, this has been my hardest lesson. I, you know, one of my greatest strengths in life is I'm an amazing communicator, right? I thought you said that myself. I am an amazing communicator. I am a great at seeing people, like really seeing people. And again, as I've learned, that's a strength of people with ADHD is that they have a great attunement to people because one of the reasons we end up with ADHD is partially genetics, but partially also the fact that as children, we didn't attune to adults fully, right? We didn't attune to our primary caregivers in a way that meant we could be stable and learn to trust ourselves. So we learned to put our trust in other people. And as over time, obviously I've learned to trust myself, but I've also retained this skill of being able to read other people and see other people and read other people's energy and get to know other people and get a sense of them. And that's been a skill that I've been able to learn. And what I've then had to learn on top of that is how to keep a boundary between myself and them and not take on their personal shit as my shit or not take on their projections and beliefs as my beliefs. And this is really hard, especially when you build a business, especially when you put yourself out there on social media. If you're someone that identifies with other people's stories, you'll often find that you don't trust yourself to post. You don't trust yourself to put out content. You don't trust yourself to say the right things. And that happens because of the fact that you have put all your energy your whole life in other people's opinions and what other people think of you and what you should do because you've attuned to other people. And we have to be able to do to trust ourselves is attune back to ourselves and create a boundary between ourselves and others so we don't identify their stories as our own. And that's something that I asked my therapist about actually recently and she said this word identification. And then as I've been reading lots of books about ADHD and lots of books about lots of things, I'm always fucking reading, right? And again, they used to call me speedy reader in school, not a surprise, my brain moves at the speed of light. The thoughts come out so fucking fast. I can't control it, which is why I talk so fast, right? So when she explained this topic to me and then it came up in this book, I was like, oh my God, I've been dealing with this my whole life. So overwhelm for me, understanding all these things has not been about giving myself a label and saying, oh, well, you've got ADHD. Oh, well, you've, you know, this as well. Oh, well, it's not what it's about at all, right? And whether you have ADHD or not, is kind of irrelevant. Overwhelm affects everybody. But I want you to know if you have ADHD, you are more predisposed to these feelings. You're more predisposed to these things because you have a more sensitive nervous system. And your nervous system is how you read the world, right? Your nervous system is how the world impacts you and imprints you. And that determines your response to the world. So if you've got a more sensitive version of that, you're going to feel these things more intensely. So overcoming overwhelm for me has been a balance of practical pieces, like I said, and also the emotional and kind of spiritual and personal pieces and I'm still on that journey I'm I'm not perfect I have days where I feel overwhelmed I have days where I feel like I'm literally out of control and I have days where I can do fuck all but the truth is I'm learning to know that I'm good enough and I'm good enough because I am not because of the things I do or the content I put out or the likes I get on social media or the accolades I earn in business right 
because I am. I'm good enough because I am. And when I'm good enough because I am, I'm going to vibrate an energy if I'm good enough. And what's going to happen is I'm going to attract more people that believe they're good enough, or I'm going to imp- impact people with the belief that they're good enough through my energy. And what that's going to lead to is more good things and more good things and more good things. Because nothing on the outside of our life starts on the outside of our life. It's always an extension of what happens on the inside. And so when we're feeling overwhelmed, right, what we've got to remember is that energy is disparate. It's broken, it's fragmented, and that's flowing outwards. So if when you're feeling overwhelmed, it feels like things aren't flowing for you. They probably aren't. So what the key is to get really clear, get really focused and clean things up, clean up that energy, clean up that vibration. And you'll also clean up your manifestations in the process. Yep. That's it. That's all I had to say. So that was the way that I see it on overcoming overwhelm. If you need any more support, any more help, you can check out all the freebies, all the good stuff at lucysuperfox.com forward slash shop for all the free downloads, free access. If you want to check out the courses, it's lucysuperfox.com forward slash courses. I love you all very much and I'll see you on the next episode.